This is Not Your Father's Fundraising Podcast, a podcast about, you guessed it, nonprofit fundraising. This isn't the first podcast about it, but definitely not like any others you've listened to. This is a podcast for fundraisers by fundraisers. No boring charts or the same stale best practices you've heard for years. No ideas that only work in theory here. No concepts from people who aren't in the same trenches as you are every single day. Each week, you'll get practical strategies and tips to craft messages that engage donors and raise more money. This isn't smoke and mirrors. Everything has been pressure tested in the real world. Plus, you can start using them as soon as the episode ends. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Thomas and Steve Thomas. Hello, and welcome to episode 29 yeah. of Not Your Father's Fundraising Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Thomas, Vice President at Onicity. And I'm Steve Thomas, CEO and one of the founding partners of Onicity. We started this podcast because you know that the work doesn't stay at the office. It doesn't stay in your laptop. It uh, comes with you on the weekend and comes off your laptop or your tablet into your brain (laughs) and into your life. And we were having fundraising conversations in non-fundraising situations. (laughs) And we... Weren't so much encouraged to have a podcast as... And paid the price. Yeah, (laughs) as as people uh, just would leave us at barbecues or at dinners. So we started this podcast and you have an opportunity to sit with us at the table and have a fundraising conversation. Yeah. And it's a two-way street in a conversation. So your part of it is emailing questions or comments or ideas Things I've always wanted coaching, to know, coaching. yeah, coaching, anything, to podcast at onicity.com. And when you have done a review, which you should do a five-star, four-star, or three-and-a-half-star, below that, I'm not sure why you're listening. <laughs> That's true. And when no, you Nobody do, needs that kind yeah, of pain. Yeah, nobody needs that kind of pain if it's that bad. <laughs> So after you do the review, take a screenshot, send it to us, and you know maybe you get some sloth swag. We'll put you in the drawing. Yeah, we'll put you in a drawing. We can do it um, on an episode. But give us your five-star, four-star, three-and-a-half reviews, wherever it is you're listening to your podcast. And again, send us questions or comments to Podcast at Winicity. We love doing mailbags. That's kind of our favorite episodes, and I think listeners' favorite episodes as well. But... Every week we are focused on something that is immediately actionable. A lot of the topics we talk about and deal with can have a a long tail, might take time to implement or might take time to actually see any benefit, but this is something you can put into practice almost instantly, like right now. And you should completely finish this episode. Don't stop as soon as we're done talking about it, but wait till the episode is done. Go ahead and like and subscribe, and then once you've done all that, go and try this. Or no, this is something we saw in the wild. Up to you. No, I, I, I scrolled too far in my sheet. Oh, okay. So this is something we saw in the wild. Now we're going to do tries because I did all the talking. Yeah, you set it up. Man, I was, I'd, I'd already adjusted. Right, we're going to go back. I'm good. Um, so something you should be doing, this applies to year-end, mm-hmm. because this is episode 29 talking about how to have a good 
and effective year-end fundraising. But not only year-end. People should speak plainly. Okay. So that's yours? That's mine. Okay. Speak plainly. Speak plainly. Like other people talk. That seems pretty boring. It can be boring, but some of the most boring strategies are the ones that work (laughs) the best. raise money and connect with people, right? It's simple. It's easier for someone to to digest and understand the complex. And we, we've talked about donors are skimming. And if you have sentences, uh, whether this is email, direct mail on your website, where you, it's a complex sentence with commas and clauses, and uh, you, you could diagram it in the English way on the blackboard, people are zoning out. So very, not short sea dog run, but short to the point sentences to walk someone through. So even if they're scanning, their brain can pull out those chunks and file them away in the subconscious or what we're thinking yeah. about. Yeah. People don't talk in long sentences when you're talking to other people. Usually, well, people you want to be around don't talk in long, complex, complicated sentences. Or they give sentences. you pauses, right? You know, yeah, they, they, yeah. It, it, they talk through. So speak plainly like you would to anybody else in writing. Avoid that mission statement and vision oh speech, right? Yeah. I like that. This is what we're doing. This is why we need you. This is the difference you can make. This Boom. is what happens if you don't. Yep. And here's where to send your check. Mm-hmm. So what's yours? Um, it's, it's interesting. We both chose relatively simple, but I'm just going to say hard for some people to follow. So you're, Yeah, mine is not easy to do. No, I, and it's really fascinating that speak plainly, speak less complexly. Complexly? Yeah, that works. That are it is today. Um, uh, uh, those are things that are harder for some people to get a hold of. Mine, mine is a similar kind of thing, but it's very powerful. Is to echo everything you do. Echo, 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 echo. So, echo, echo. so one of the one of the the rookie mistakes that marketing people will make in the early days of their careers, or as they're getting their hands on the wheel of a of a marketing plan, is. They'll do something one time and then they'll move on to something else. And a, a, one of the rules that, that we've had internally at Onecity is about, and we coach clients about this, is about the time you're really sick of it, hearing either a phrase or a campaign name or an ask or an offer, is the moment when your donors are just beginning to go, oh, hey. We, we had a name change. And we were advising a client that... So the client... They were changing the name. We, not we didn't have a change. Yeah, we worked a, a long time on, on what you're talking about of a name change. I mean, it was a, it was a big process, large organization, not a small little switch they'd to had, flip. They'd, they'd had a version of that name for, what, 80 years, 85 yeah, years? Yeah, yeah, it was not a small thing. And we had to tell them, <laughs> by the time someone notices, this will not be a new name. And yeah, it will take and, forever. And I loved because uh, because you were leading that client and you know walking them through this process, and it was fascinating to watch that sink in with their leadership, who were had moved past it a year before because mm-hmm. they'd approved it yep. and said, "Okay, roll that process out." And your process was complex and it was because I mean, rolled, but it was you're actually talking about an, an interna- international donor database. Uh, mm-hmm. So you had Canada and the U.S., and you had people who had been on their files for not hundreds of years, but lots of decades. They were they were they had a lot of equity, and so it was not a s- simple thing. 
And it was just fun, you know, as the guy who's not having to lead that day to day to watch that process because they're like, okay, let's move past that. Like, no, 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 no we have hardly gotten started. We're not here. done yet. <laughs> so, yeah, so you're exactly right. And this, this echo thing, uh, it's, it's really easy as you're, as you're planning and working out stuff to think in terms of silos or channels, however you work this out. And so you, it can feel like you're cheating or you're repeating to take the same ideas and flow them from maybe direct mail or print or collateral materials into an email or into social or onto the website or onto a campaign or into a presentation. But that's how it works. Think about Nike. What's their mm. big slogan? Just do it. Just do it. You know, that's been around for like 5,000 years. Yeah, have you heard that before? Yeah, have you heard that before? But yet... They're, they're bringing it to you constantly, constantly. And that's how it locks in. And that, that's how pros do it. And so if, if you want to be a pro, as you roll toward the end of the year, begin to think, what am I repeating? How have I, have I reinforced that? And don't make the mistake of saying, well, I've done that in print once, so I can't do that again. No, 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 no. Every time you get the chance to build a camp the, the, in a campaign or in, a, in an offer, however you're doing it, to, to reinforce that message, just, just, it's, like, it's like nailing something into the wall. You, know, you just have to keep tapping on it. Keep tapping. It eventually goes all the way through. In theory. Hopefully. Hopefully. As long as it's load-bearing. Yeah. Okay. So now so what? Now, now what's next? Now we're going to go to something that we have seen in the wild. And this is usually fundraising, but sometimes it could be other things. It's almost always marketing related. Yeah. That, or something we think can we can attach that way. Yeah, if I can land the plane to it, I'm gonna. Yeah. But that relates to what, what we do or something to say. So I, I'm gonna keep going first or else I'll, for, I'll forget what we're doing. Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna um, pay attention this time. Mine is, uh, it's a, I'll just say it's a Salvation Army, large organization. Um, acquisition because I'm not on their roles. And right. so this is the first thing I've actually gotten from them in a long time. And it's a nice looking envelope. Mm-hmm. And I open got the faux return address. Got, yeah, they got the faux label. return address label and then auto pen handwriting. So it's interesting to me first before you go any further that because I received this exact same impact. Um, and it's not addressed to anyone but the males in the household. Yeah, I mean, because <clears throat> I got to say, in my household, the 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 decision maker is not the that, male. That's not who you addressed it to. Yeah. So anyway, that but I just that's an observation. That's none of my business. No, but it, it is it is different than the Mister and Mrs. Exactly. Name. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that's yeah. true. It's a card, Thanksgiving card. Mm-hmm. Um, with a turkey on it, with of a turkey, with a turkey on it, some good food, and it has sort of a, I guess, a prayer uh, on it, and then wishing you and yours a bountiful happiness at Thanksgiving and throughout the year, and then it says, "Will you please share your blessings? Mm-hmm. Please send back one of the enclosed meal tickets along with your gift to provide food and comfort for your neighbors in need during a special time. Thank you for remembering what Thanksgiving is really all about. Your friends, the Salvation Army, blah blah, and." As I'm reading it, I, I, when they said something about return, uh, the enclosed meal tickets along with your gift, I thought, oh, cool. Okay, there's, I'll read the letter and now I'll get the tickets. It's kind of an interesting way yeah. to open it in that order. Yeah. And then I look at it, I realize all that's left is the return envelope. 
and the actual meal tickets. Yeah. Just which look an awful lot like a a one page response device. Yeah, it's just check this box to give these meals or give something else. And they've already checked that box yeah, for Yeah, they've you. checked they've checked it for. You. But I've checked it three times. Yeah, so you don't have to worry about that. I'm not sure. But it was interesting to me because my first reaction was, well, I don't like that mm-hmm. because I'm not in your tribe. I'm not already a donor. Yep. You've sent me a card that just says, hey, I hope you have a happy Thanksgiving. Will you give other people a gift, to, a chance to have a good mm-hmm. Thanksgiving? And in close are the ways for you to do it. Well, got to go by. <laughs> and I thought, ah, that's, that's not enough. I want a letter, mm-hmm. a, a story. You know, there's no, there's no scaffolding in here. Oh yeah. But my next thought was large organizations like those don't often do things that don't work at least in some way. Yeah. And the metric they may be looking at to decide what works. We talked about last week, different metrics going after different donors of level, but this is doing something that they like or they wouldn't keep doing it. Yeah, no, it's certainly not for more than two years or so. Mm-hmm. Next year, if we'll they, see. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, different agency maybe. Yeah. Well, I, I no I, criticism. Just spoiler alert: I will still be a donor. One needs to acquire. <laughs> so you weren't you weren't wowed or wooed. Was not by mood. That? Was not moved by that. Okay. I will give to Salvation Army via the kettles if they put well, those like, out this year. Yeah. It's harder for them to. But follow they up can't on track. That. Yeah. Can't track those dollars. Are you the guy that drops the Krugerrands in? I bet you are. Because there's some guy who drops Krugerrands in. in there. Huh? No Krugerrands. The South African gold coin. Oh, like the real... Oh, yeah. is that the South African equivalent of like Nazi I think gold? I think it, no, it's not Nazi. Anyway. So, I you don't, those were like a, the new croissants or something. Oh, you're thinking of... Uh, what is that? That's a different thing. It's like... Cronuts or something. Cronuts. Cronuts. No, these are. Okay, that'd be kind of fun. to drop a cronut. I was thinking you'd have to to jam it into the crumbs. Don't mind me. Person ring the bells like, well, I'd eat that. (laughs) That kind of looks delicious until you squash. Yeah, now that you've squashed it, I don't want it. So, (laughs) yeah. Again, and the lesson I take away from that early on. Uh, we talked about the mental phenomenon, the the weird way of thinking of once you learn a little bit, you feel like you're an expert. And early on in my time in fundraising, I thought I knew once I got some some skills, I would have looked at this and said, well, this is dumb. This is horrible. But been around long enough to understand there's something to it for them. Yeah, exactly. And so... If you get something that you initially don't like, but it's from uh, an agency or not an agency, but an organization you respect, look at it and see if there's something you can take away from it. Exactly. And then do it your own way. Uh, Working very long in the fundraising business, if you are paying attention, will kind of knock off the pointy edges of arrogance pretty fast. Because there's so much that's counterintuitive. And so much really does require learning. And if you're not willing to learn... It can be a painful process. And it sucks to back the yeah. wrong horse. Yeah. I've done that a couple times. Hmm. Yeah. Feels great. Luckily, I was the one that was right. <laughs> yeah. So what's yours? Well, I got something from Bob. Um, so this this came in the mail, and uh, 
turns out uh, Hoots was traveling, and so I, I was I was on my own and gathering the mail, and so. Um, this is a, and I'm gonna. It's addressed uh, to the Thomas family. It's addressed to the Thomas so, family, so it included. Yeah, it's the, every. The, it's the equal. In the, <laughs> not knocking the Salvation Army, um, but so, and I'm just gonna cover that up because I'm gonna hold this up to the camera, and if you're on the, uh, if you're on the audio portion of the podcast, you're gonna need to, need to lean very close to your speaker to figure this out, but it, it is a. It's an estimate, and this is their fall savings event. These for, guys for renewal by Anderson. I think they're window. They're window people. company. Yeah, and this looks like an estimate that somebody would do um, and leave after they had you know measured your house or whatever. And so it's a it it, it has window discount, door discount. Well, it's a sheet split down quadrants. Yeah, it's got quadrants, but low monthly print. payments. Yeah. It's and like a template yeah. is printed. Yeah, it's with like the it's like a guy with a clipboard, one of those aluminum clipboards then, has written this down. And there's forty of them in his stack, and he just and writes he's like fills okay, in for I each measured house. you in, and this is how you call me, and I'll give you this, and that's even highlighted for you. And and what's fun, you and I were talking about this before we we went. I almost said on the air. I guess we were. Uh, I mean, yeah, we're on the air. Yeah, uh, is that they is that then I have my window discount is three hundred seventeen dollars. And my Ooh. door discount is eight hundred dollars. Well, originally it was seven fifty, but Bob marked that out. He didn't and, get you enough of a discount. Yeah, he he found a way. But this is on patio and entry doors, and it even gives me my low monthly payments. What's cool about this is even got a, Bob's even got a little signature, and they made the B big, and then they squiggle, right? You know, and, and this is so effective because I okay. So, so you haven't mentioned the smiley face. Yeah. So so in one of the section, sections on the low monthly payments, it it, it could be one eighty nine a month asterisks, and then you have to the asterisks is in print. I'm not talking about that. But below that, it says less than my cable bill, and then smiley face, but not a circle smiley face because nope. a guy doesn't write no. circle smiley faces. Nope. Two slashes, the under the, the two line, two two vertical lines, yeah. and the there it is, and the happy face. It, so. <laughs> I'm just saying it's well I, done. So we do a lot of handwriting for indirect mail. Uh, Chris Hoots, who who runs our our operations and and uh, manages most of the the well manages all the print runs, um, and, and we're talking millions of pieces of mail. Uh, <laughs> I went to her and I said, "Okay, I just need to confirm this really isn't real." Ballpoint. He didn't actually because it pen to paper. It, it I was I was doing all the things you yep. look at you. Know, so it's very effective. So I'll, I'll so give Bob a call at four six nine. So tell him we sent you. Tell him Wanicity yeah, sent when you. Yeah, sent you, and and be sure you get the eight hundred dollar discount. Um, it, this looks like a like a person wrote this, and so take the lesson of thinking how am I? How can I make what is what my intention is? If I could write something to every donor, maybe you mm-hmm. have few enough number of donors that you can actually write something in hand to each one. But, but the you, goal is to eventually get so big you can't. Well, that's not a bad goal, right? So use all the technology to honor your intentions to connect with them at that level. And this is a very messy sheet. And I counted mm-hmm. windows, and even with my $800 discount, this is not a small little thing Bob sent me. I mean, it's it. Bob's gonna be okay. He's gonna be able to pool, be able, yeah. you know, take the, you know, buy the yeah, boat for the kids. He's gonna have a good summer. It's gonna, be, it's gonna summer. be okay, right? So, 
So the intention is to make it look real, authentic. You've talked mm -hmm. a lot about authenticity, to make it not look produced. Although I have to tell you, I know enough about this stuff to know that was heavily, heavily sure. produced. But it doesn't look like it. It looks like a, some dude wrote it on one of those aluminum clipboards and that was their goal. So think, I as a, as a fundraiser, how do I do my version of that for my donors or in acquisition season, as this thing is trying to acquire me as a, as a window and patio door person, uh, how do I acquire those people? I make it look authentic and I make it look like I actually wrote that, that Bob actually wrote that. You be Bob, you write it to me as a donor. It's a winner. It's, it's one of the, yeah, it's one of the best I've seen. It's fun, isn't it? Well, when this episode is dropping, it's late October. Yeah. Which is about eight weeks before the end of the year. Yeah. Like two thirds of the fourth quarter. It's done. Done. Over. And one of the things that will be on your mind or should be on your mind, if it's not, put it on your mind towards the top is how to have an effective year end fundraising. And that can stress a lot of people out. Well, it should. It's a big mm -hmm. deal. It's a massive deal, and your your mileage may vary, but it's not uncommon for you know sixty five percent of an annual budget to come in in the days post Christmas. Yeah. And but what do you do? Okay, so it's important. Okay, I'm freaked out about it. What do you do? Yeah. And you may have a plan, or you may not have a plan, but like anything, you've got to plan well and even if you have planned it's worth going back to your plan and reevaluating it um and this is one of the few places where i would say do almost everything at your disposal direct mail email social your website that's got all the bells and whistles your developer said hey we can or turn this even on. if you've only got bells but you couldn't get whistles go do the bells go with bells there there's no wrong answer and in terms of where to spread, where to put out your message, because donors, one, understand. This is the one time of year donors understand that you're going to be asking for money. It's very common. It's They won't be shocked. Yeah. <gasps> oh, there'll be no pearl clutching. Yeah. They also won't worry about how often you're asking. Yeah, because the other guys are are cranking they they've got their uh, if if we can allow a gun reference they they're on full auto man <laughs> there's carpet bombing yeah. so let's start with sort of like any other it's like do you want to bet that's the only salvation army impact you're going to get between now and the end of the year no way i'm actually going to keep count okay good more to come more that. to come but so let's do kind of a a what when how uh, sort of like you would take out a, a news story okay. and extrapolate it that way. So let's start with what it's year end. What, what do I say to my donors besides, Hey, I need your money. So I'll even say that's not a terrible thing to say as long as you make sure it's not about, I need your money and you, you couch it in the scaffolding that mm -hmm. previous episodes we've unpacked. Um, uh, you, 
this is the time of year you're competing for attention from almost every other nonprofit and every other retailer, mm-hmm. every other window installer company, every other because they're all wanting your attention and dollars. It's it's it is a, about both of those things, and so this is not a time to be tepid or timid or hold back. This is a time to go ahead and go at it. Go hard. Yeah. I'm feeling I, I didn't answer your question. No, 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 you did. I'm trying to think of a way to say it because I've had clients struggle um, for for smaller clients that we aren't, we're doing more of a coaching, yeah. not doing yeah. everything for. It's okay, well, what do I, what do I say? Because... I'm not happy with just, well, we need your money. Oh, okay. And so I've helped them understand, uh, one of the, one of the exercises I try to put people through is just write down, what would you, if, if somebody came and dropped off a $10,000 check to you or 10,000 in cash, that's even more fun. What are you going to do with that money? (laughs) Yeah. How does that work? What are you going to, what's the need? Right. And then like, well, I, you know, I'd put some here. I do that. Okay. And then this need, and then all of a sudden now you've got a list of reasons why a donor should give. And some of them, you may have to change how you think about them to make them donor focused. Right. But beginning with the, the idea that if you can't make the case hmm? that, that, that a donor ought to give, some um, some some appreciable noticeable percentage of their wherewithal to your cause if you can't make that case it's tough any other time of the year but end of the year there ain't enough days of giving tuesday to make that effective no right? way i just it's a it's deadly and you know, we would argue that's kind of a situation you ought to be in Every impact. At least act like it yeah right? you, ought, you yeah. ought to at least have a a, a, ma- yeah. a good made up yeah. reason yeah. but this is Definitely a time when to to cut through all the clutter and cut through all the other competition for attention and dollars, you've got to have a good case. And you can answer that because you know what you would do with the money. Right. Write it down. Figure out how to explain that to a donor. So that, that's getting ready with message, mm-hmm. right? And yep. then one of the things, if you have... Uh, both the ability and the time in terms of how, you know, where you are in the calendar. If you're listening to this at the end of November, you may not have time to do a lot of what I'm going to describe, but do some analysis of data. Mm -hmm. Can you, can you, in other words, and one of the tough parts about this podcast beyond my cluelessness is the ability to understand that we may have someone who has a hundred donors listening to us and someone yeah. who has a hundred thousand donors listening to us. And we have experience in both worlds, serving but, both worlds, but without, but without knowing yeah. which world we got to be in. Exactly. In so, both. so if you have, if it's appropriate and you have the opportunity to do the analysis that says what happened last year, who, who gave to us last mm-hmm. year. And if that's a small number, Know where those people stand so far this year. If it's a big number, awesome. Then make sure you have an understanding of where you stand with that group and how you've communicated to them so far so that you, you know where you stand um, and, and, and figure out who in, in my upper tier, and the, you know, if you're a donor pyramid guy or if you're a, a gal who pays attention to I only want the top 15%, however you think about that, 
there, there's only so many um, uh, people that you can mm. connect with in person or through a donor rep. Make sure those people are going to, and one of the things that we do with, with our clients who we serve on a, on a major donor uh, level is, is we'll, if we don't have direct goals based on uh, knowledge or intelligence from the client or from the, the donor, we're saying, can, are they at the level they were at last year or above? What, what will get them at least to last year's mm-hmm. level or above? If you know that, then, then go to them with that ask. And donors will not be shocked that you know what they gave last year. Actually, they probably, probably even, feel valued. They're going to feel validated and valued. So you say to them, you know, last year you gave X. So far this year, you've given this much. And, you know, we validated that and, and fed back to you the difference you've made. It would really help the sloths we're caring for That's right. children on the streets, however that is. If you could give this much, and that gives you a target, you're you're not just wandering in saying, "What do you got left?" Mm-hmm. You have a a number and a reason to describe the 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 giving and why that would make a difference. Well, that's a better, that's just a better ask anyway. Yeah, because uh, if you just do dollar sign blank, people are going to do whatever comes to their mind. Exactly. If you just say, "Hey, can I have some of your money?" Well, I'll give you some, but. And I really like this much because blah, 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 blah. Right. Yep. So that's, that's a little bit about what to say. Yep. The next question is, okay, well, when do I say that? And that varies. We talked about some, some big people uh, maybe sending, you know, sending eight things in the last half of December. Yeah. Um, if you are in both direct mail, if you're in, you know, analog and digital, for many of our clients, I advise mid-December to be the direct mail drop. Don't get cute and think, let's slide it in on the 26th or 27th, Yikes. right after Christmas. Witness previous episodes where we've talked about the post office. Yeah. And, and, the, and the fallacy of in-home home. dates. Oh my oh. gosh. It, because it can feel weird to send something for the year in when you have another big holiday still in front of you. Yeah. In it's a okay. donor's life and in the flow, it's perfectly natural. It won't be a problem. It's okay. That Go guarantees ahead. you're there. You get the at bat do it. in time. Do so it. do that. Yep. In digital. That makes it more fun. In digital, you can do that because there is no drop versus in home. Right. I mean, it's, you know what, three seconds from when you hit the button in campaign monitor MailChimp to when it's in inboxes. And so you can even get specific enough uh, to get into hours and email. I also then advise in many cases, a series because you, the, you get multiple at bats. It's so cost effective to and, send a and couple people of are shocked when you send them two emails, right? Yeah. They freak out. <laughs> You unsubscribe to jump. No, <laughs> nobody, nobody notices because the reason is we know frequency matters. Yeah, and and you're not alone in knowing that. So no. the other guys are out there with frequency, and so it it really does become at least two emails as sort of table stakes. The price of doing business because yeah. if you send one, well, you better make sure you've guaranteed everybody's opening that because everybody else is going to send two, three, maybe even four. Witness the previous really smart guy on this podcast who was talking about. Echo things? Yeah, yeah, the Echo. Who was that? I, I don't, I don't remember. Somebody. 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 It was great. 
But your first one, I usually do, well, and, and I should say, I usually do this or advise on the 28th, agnostic to day of the week. Okay. Yeah. Ignore that. Okay. And for a few years recently, we ran not a test, but we paid very close attention to if as these days started hitting, like when approaching 12, the weekend when, when 1228 or 1231, yeah, yeah. as those days shifted in the week where they fell, did that impact giving? Because you had people who were saying, well, they're in the office or they're not yep. in the office. And, and, and that was a legitimate wonder. Back in the old days of the Civil War, mm-hmm. before... And before you... Back when you were the office. <laughs> when people worked in offices. And our hypothesis, to our credit, was we don't think that's going to matter, but let's watch. Yeah. And we did, and it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it had, it had no impact yeah. at Turns all. Turns out people are reading email wherever Regardless. they are. Right? Yeah. And so 1228 is a good time. It's a few days after Christmas. Right. Because the 26th, you're going to get a lot of retail sale time trying to get you to come in and get the money. 28th, make your case. Yep. This is where you do the scaffolding. Here's what I need. Here's why. Here's what you're going to do. Here's what's going to happen if you don't. Then on the 31st, send a very abbreviated version of that. Yep. Just to like, hey, if you forgot, don't forget. Or just the time is running out yep, yep. to give before the end of the year. You're not going to, you're, you're going to pay a ton of taxes if you don't do this. Okay. So <laughs> first just, just say time's running out. Today's the last day to give for the end of the year. Talk don't hammer, ta- don't hammer tax language. We've, we've run tests by tax language. I mean, mentioning that your, your gift before 1231s can be tax, tax deductible. deductible. You're going to get the tax. Return. Like no one who, who does that knows that. So one, yes, everybody knows that. <laughs> I mean, by the time you're 15, you figure this out. <laughs> Guys, it's, with, 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 uh, you know, lemonade, lemonade are. <laughs> stands are having to file with the IRS. And so everybody gets it. But the next, one, we ran an agency-wide test on every single client. Um, not a, a small number. Ago, not, yeah. not a small number and not a small undertaking to keep it as clean as we could as a test. But we tested. It was very clean. Tax language mentioning your gift will be tax deductible if you give by 1231 and then not mentioning it. Act, acting like they might already know yep. it. Not only... Uh, on on about half of the clients, there was no change. Yeah. On the other half, and there's no difference between the two, it's just how things felt, there was a significant increase in giving to the version that didn't include the tax language. Or one could say the tax language was a chilling effect. Yep. It, it retarded which, giving. Which I believe is part of it. Now let's because say we've we've talked about it. it. Feels good to give exactly, and and part. So let's just say put a little disclaimers around this. First, uh, these clients were a hundred percent Christian faith based clients, and, yeah, and they were, uh, with one exception, all based around human need, uh, mm-hmm. taking care of people, kinds of things. So yep. um, that inherently is a pool of people as the donors Mm -hmm. who are, who are giving out of altruistic ministerial philanthropic urges. 
They care about what you're doing. No. Well, and these were all full service clients that have fallen into the Winnicity universe of the donors. If you if you treat them right and if you help them understand what you're doing, it is not a transaction. They are not in it for any other reason that they have a part in them, mm-hmm. the donor changing the world. Who are you to bring taxes into this moment where I'm changing the world? Do, whoa, whoa, whoa. Because whoa. by saying it, yeah. you're implying I'm telling you this because I know you care. Yeah, exactly. And if I don't remind you, you're not going to give. And so let's just say that was a, that test. And I was so, I was both validated, intrigued, fascinated, pick a word. That was not a small test. It was nationwide, multiple mm-hmm. clients, multiple messages. The one commonality was this this tax language thing. And the tax language uh, chilled giving mm-hmm. without exception across clients, mm-hmm. period. It was never the way to go. I rest my case. Your there honor. you go. So don't hammer tax language. Send your general, your full case on the 28th. Yep. Send your abbreviated time is running out on the, on the 31st. Now on the 31st, you also have a few options. If you have the capabilities and the budget, it's also email at this point. Correct. Email. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Nope. I'm just making sure. If you have the capabilities, it's worth doing a second send of this last chance. Time is running out email in late afternoon your time to people who haven't opened it. And that's easy to do in pretty much any email system. And if you can't do that, you need, you need to, to look you need to look at go have a talk with somebody. Why you can't do that. Yeah. Because the one change you'll make is to the subject line. Right. If you don't change the subject line, almost every email client will thread that like a conversation where you see the two or the three next to the message. And it will just get buried where it was. Yep. You change the subject line and it pops to the top of the inbox. And there's no risk because they didn't open the first one. That's right. So they cannot, they literally cannot feel bad about you poking them again because they don't know you poked them the first time. Exactly. And you changed nothing else. Yeah. And we have on clients where we have done that. And to be honest, some have been reticent thinking, well, that's. You know, uh, it's a little too much. It's a little scary. Okay. Yeah. Not only have unsubscribes never jumped, there's never been a problem. We've seen significant giving come in off of that email and that touch. And so what would you recommend that subject line be changed to? Because you, you've, you've got, you've had a hot subject. I mean, an awesome subject line for that 1228 send. Mm-hmm. That your 1228 and your first 1231 send should be very um, case-based slash urgency-based. Yep. Here's your why. second, your Here's second, why to send, Here's yeah, why to give. your second send should not, I don't think should relate to either one of those because they didn't work. You should try to emulate a real person who needs you. So if you said, looks like you missed this, looks like you missed this, or I tried to reach you or which are all true, which are very true. <laughs> so that gets aggressive for some. But it is, it, it ain't no big it, deal. It is very true. 
that will get opened. I've had times where I've been on the client email list and I've known we've been doing this. I've been walking through directing the strategy. And when I get that, it freaks me out because I think well, wait, what the I leader <laughs> was trying to reach me and, and I missed something. So if it can work to me, use Jada who looked at it 10, 15 times in process, it will have an impact. And you on always donors. give a gift when you, when you see that one, right? Yeah, for sure. I, I guess I know we're reporting <laughs> were paying attention like 45 for 60 days. <laughs> The other thing to do in digital that is effective and is very easy is to pull out, pull a list of people who have given after or on 1226 and forward. And so before your send on 1228 and then before your send on 1231, remove those people. You can add them as a separate list in your email system as an exclude. There are ways to do that. But there's a way to not email those people who gave to you who, in this year end. So they've time. already given in the year end that you're that yep. we're dealing with. So let's let's say it's it's what year is this? Twenty one, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that you actually had to look to. Um, so so you, you, here we are. We're saying these are the people who have already given in this time frame, mm -hmm. and and we put them in one batch. What do we say to them? No, we don't. We don't oh, say anything. To we them. don't say anything. No, we leave them aside because they already gave at year end. Gotcha. Now, some in your organization may want to remove people who have given after like all of December or some arbitrary December date, like after July. They, it's like they've already they, given their year end gift. Right? That could have been a Christmas gift. That could. But if if all of your if your website if your social if everything has switched to year end language and the gift comes in through one of those channels on 1226 or forward, that's a year-end gift. Right. Now, not everybody can do that, especially not at that time of year. People may be out. Include a phrase towards the end. If you've already given, thank you so much. Yeah. If you haven't, please please, please help the sloth. Please consider. Um, that gets around any feel anybody feeling weird about you asking for a gift when I gave yesterday. Which are... They're, it's very it's small. But and they're and frankly they're going to be cranky about other stuff anything, anyway, anyway, right? So on social, take the scaffolding points, make a post about each one of those, and post one a day. And on the on twelve thirty one, do a morning, noon, and night big hard ask post. Yeah, go in big. That's the one time on social it makes sense to really ask for money. Send people to that page. Boom. And like I said, if you've got bells and or whistles on your websites, use all of them. Alerts, pop-ups, you know. You see splash pages, you see you know, bars at the top that have flashing lights and, you know, red. anything your developer or your IT intern, the young kid out of college says you can do on your site, engage that for year-end. Yeah. And then turn it off really quick on January 1st. Yeah. So in a nutshell... That's how you have a good year in fundraising. Go at it, baby. It, Be bold. It, it, it is not a time to lay back. It is the time, again, I don't know when you're listening to this or watching this video. It, it, yeah, you probably should have planned this in July. I mean, it's hilarious. Ideally. I, 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 one of the reasons that I love giving you a hard time about what year it is, is you and I work so far in advance mm -hmm. that uh, if, if you 
if you catch me in a moment, I'm, I have trouble thinking what month it is because I've been working on today on December, yeah. January yeah. and some creating some something, February but then stuff. reviewing something <laughs> yeah. for another time so, period, thinking far so out yeah, on another maybe thing. Maybe you should have planned this further ahead, but if you haven't just sit down, get you a napkin, get a you know, legal pad, whatever you need and plan this out. If you're big and you've already got this laid out, take just a second and review it and make sure that you're echoing, make sure that you are not focusing only on tax language. Cause I got to tell you, that's one of the, one of the rookie mistakes that, uh, marketing people who are really good marketing people for like the windows guys mm. and other people, but don't really understand the, 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 the nonprofit ministry. Uh, that's not a customer. Yeah. And, and so focus on that. Uh, uh, this is a place, of, again, if you're leadership and, and you're not someone who actually punches the buttons, if you're in a role like Ryan or me, then, then, then make sure the folks that are, that are turning the cranks, making it all happen, or they're, they're, they're the ones that are going to show up the day after Christmas and make sure that, <laughs> that all of that yeah. stuff comes down and goes to year end and you, know, you don't have Santa on your website anymore. Make sure they understand this is really critical that we stay on this frequency, that we we echo and we we really force the the message through all the clutter and all the cloud of confusion and all the things that that cause problems. You do that, you'll be happy at the end of, at, at the first of the year. You odds, do that at the end of the year, you'll be happy at the first of the year. Odds are. You you know, odds are. That's all you can do. It's the odds. Well, and, and I will just say that one of the things that's glorious is to watch a plan roll out over time. Mm-hmm. And even if your plan has three moving parts or if your plan has 30 moving parts between now and the end of the year, let that thing play out. It works. Yeah. Lastly, our segment is on your radar my favorite. This is where we pass something back and forth. And for years, we would say, hey, this ought to be on your radar. It's not super pressing, but it's definitely worth a read. And now we have a segment for it. So I'll go first. Um, and I'll go sort of quick because it's Formula One related and I could talk forever about that. But everybody's fascinated by Formula One. They ought to be if they're not. Um, the team Red Bull Racing used to have extremely fast pit stops. And for years they've like been able, how long? Like, like they've been able to do sub two seconds. So 1.8 or 1.9 seconds. Under two seconds, change four tires, right? Yep. Changing four tires and sometimes, you know, adjusting something else, but yeah. at least changing four tires and then you're gone. They refill the big gulp that the guy's nah, drinking out yeah, of. <laughs> they, they fill his drink back up. They, they give him, they, he the, needs sugar free for the, the last slushy? half of the okay, race. Good but, there, it's a con. It's a it's a concerto of a movement. I mean, there are so many people involved doing movements, and so rarely nowadays choreography. Some, man, those does, guys practice that. Yeah, does actually a bad thing happen? You can have a slow stop, but nothing bad happens. Guys don't often get run over or run into. There's not accidents. Yeah, and but they've been doing sub two second stops is sort of their norm. If it's over two point two seconds, that's a slow stop for them. But Halfway through this year, regulations change with the way 
you did a pit stop and, and when in the process, the guy who's you know tightening the bolt on the new tire can when, push when the he button, can be done when right? he can say, okay, I'm good. And then when er- when everybody's it's not like the rodeo where he just picks his hands, yeah, up you don't goes, put your hands yeah, up. Everybody's right? hitting a button on yeah. the wheel gun. Yeah. And when everybody hits the button on the wheel gun, they lower the car and he drives off. They change when you can say that. And if you say it at the wrong time, out it, of habit, it doesn't count. <laughs> doesn't count, and you have a problem. And so it has really screwed up their pit stops. And they've done some fast ones, but then they've done some really slow ones. Yeah. And it, it just is changing everything up. And how this applies is I can't wait. Don't change your processes in flight. And so. Uh. Someone may legitimately see in a process you have and have established. Oh, we really ought to change this. This could be done better. Yeah, yeah. And they may be correct. And you may even agree with them. But if you are using that process right now, if it's in flight, if there's something going through that process, whatever it is, wait to change it until nothing is going through that pipe. Because... There will be something you haven't thought of because that league didn't change those pit stops to slow somebody down. Probably they (laughs) changed it to try to make it safer. And if they had done it, not mid year, good motives, but let's just wait in the whole off season. People could have trained and you can't relearn that muscle movement under pressure. It's like one of our, our, our direct mail clients several years ago decided to change the scanner they were using to for mm-hmm. their for their response device and check scanning and and the the change was supposed to happen as we had orchestrated it and calendared it in April or May and it actually didn't happen until August and that was a nightmare because of exactly what you're describing the process was very smooth in testing but when we delivered a huge load of acquisition, direct mail donors and that kind of thing, hmm, turned out there were some things that technology guys... Not Promise when, could happen. When is, yeah, promises were made and they were not fulfilled at the level that was coming in the door. So, yeah, that's a great, that's a great thing. All right, what's yours? Uh, we are recording this on uh, October 4th of 2021. And I yeah. have... Uh, I, I'm an Instagram guy. I follow Facebook, but I pay attention to Instagram and I have, I finally came down to, to Chris uh, from my office because like everybody else, when I have a moment, I kind of, you know, I'll check go the to, feeds. Yeah, what's up? Check, see what's up. And, and I, I, I reset my phone. I turn the Wi-Fi on. I turn the Wi-Fi off. I check to see about updates. Well, it turns out Instagram, Facebook, and WhatsApp are all offline. They finally came back on. I've not heard as of our recording moment uh, what the cause was. Hopefully it wasn't ransomware. No. Um, but at any rate, they, they've been down. So so one of the, the, the lesson out of that is, one, if you want to connect with me on social media, it is Instagram. Um, the other lesson is, remember all of those spaces are owned by other people. Mm-hmm. And so feel free to play in all of those arenas, but you don't own that real estate. You're not even responsible for keeping it up. So if, if you're, if you've tar- so imagine somebody has bought the whole giving Tuesday thing and, and didn't pay attention to some of the previous episodes where you talked about the, the problems with giving Tuesday and today was Giving Tuesday, and they banked a lot on it. And um, 
alas, Facebook's had a little bit of an outage mm-hmm. or, or whatever channel yeah. didn't work because we tell clients this when we look at their web traffic data and all this stuff is I want, you want the biggest sources of traffic to be the sources we are either not paying for and or control. Exactly. And if Facebook goes down and that's where all your information, that's the only way you connect with donors you can't connect with donors. So say you want to build a big skyscraper, you you probably and I don't I haven't built very many skyscrapers, but I think you don't want to build your big 100-story skyscraper on land someone else owns. Probably not. Yeah. So you certainly use all this social media stuff that's very effective, but but concentrate and remember the difference between what you own and what you don't own. And we see what you know, Zuck has let it yeah, turn back a, on. It was a DNS issue, but I think it was ransomware. But anyway, it's all ransomware. It, I, I guess. Okay. Okay. Anyway, what do I know? This was episode 29 of Not Your Father's Fundraising Podcast. Give us, please, your five-star reviews, your four-star reviews. Not bagging, but we'd reviews. appreciate it. it yeah. Yeah. We're not going to beg. We're just going to ask nicely. Don't ask, don't get. And you know, we'll give you scaffolding on what happens if you don't give us a good yeah. review. Um, send your questions to podcast at onenicity.com. We'd like to do another mailbag and those are the best. Those are our favorite ones. Any questions, anything is not, even if it's not fundraising later, if you just want to we ask a us phone. a random question. There's a phone about branding and, and, and naming in, in the mailbag right mm-hmm. now. So yeah. Can't wait That'll for that. That'll be a fun one. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, connect with us. Let us know. What, what are you thinking? What would you like to see us record yeah. about in the future? Yeah. But Give us reviews, send us emails, give us questions. And our next episode, we're going to talk about why buying a local minor league sports team is the best way to reactivate lapsed donors. Oh, I like that. Like a hockey team? Hockey team, baseball team, basketball team, doesn't matter. If they play local. It's all about local. That'll reactivate your donors. (laughs) I'm Ryan Thomas. And I'm Steve Thomas. Thanks for listening. We're grateful. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Not Your Father's Fundraising Podcast. If you've enjoyed the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort. Tune back in next week for another fresh episode of Not Your Father's Fundraising Podcast.